Hey everyone, it's Corey with the Unlocking Doors podcast, and I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Castle. Today, we are going to tell you what you can do to avoid being scammed if you're going through a real estate transaction and just some best practices to Mm -hmm. make sure that your personal information isn't easily accessible. Mm -hmm. Michelle, can you give us a breakdown of what it looks like when someone's going through a real estate transaction and how they could possibly get scammed with wire fraud or giving up their personal Uh, information such a biggie right now yeah well let's even back up let's start as simple as just the transfer of data by email yeah when you're in the middle of a transaction you got to keep in mind i mean like do you really want this information on a billboard right and really think of it that way so emailing back and forth conversations perfectly fine Mm mm-hmm I would even leave out when you're emailing back and forth any first, middle, and last name of Mm -hmm. somebody because you wouldn't normally use that in a conversation. And the reason I say that is because scammers are just so good and they can hack into all of the common email servers and they have triggers that they're looking for. So if common language is not a formal name, Mm-hmm. That could be a trigger that somebody set to, hey, pay attention to this email conversation that's going on. Yeah. But you'd be surprised how many people will even email to us as a mortgage company, pay stubs, bank statements, tax returns as attachments. Without any of their like social security no, account numbers. Nothing any of that blacked redacted. out, yeah. blanked out, and no password set. Yeah. And it's... I I can't block it once I've received it, and I'm a secured line. Right. But I'm a financial institution, and we are constantly, I mean, daily updating our security. Those common email do- uh, servers are not. Right. And so, home buyers are a target. Right. You you increase your chances of being someone's target by by those things. I right. mean, like you know, putting that information into an email. The reason I wanted to have this as an actual episode is because not only do you have to worry about people taking, stealing your identity, which is terrible. Right. And one way to prevent that is to go ahead and put a lock on your social security number through the credit bureaus. When you go to apply for a loan, yes, you may have the hassle of having to unlock it. Mm Mm-hmm just for us to pull a credit report, but you can put that lock back on there so you don't have to worry about that. The other thing that I think is really important is opting out. And you can go to the National Opt Out website before you even apply for a mortgage loan and go ahead and opt out so that you're not a target for people. Right. So those two things right there are two things that you can do for preventative. And then during a a home buying transaction, just be careful about what you put in an email. Yeah. Absolutely. And then we'll talk about wire fraud. Yeah. Cause okay. that's like going down a really dark hole. <laughs> yeah. And so with wire fraud, what we typically hear about is, and it's usually on the end of the title company, not that the title company is the one that's at fault, but right. a, some, once again, that's the some, largest part of the transaction is yeah, at the title company. Somehow th- these scammers, hackers, Mm-hmm. intercept an email from mm-hmm. the buyer to the title company or whatever. I'm not even sure how it works. Phishing scams or mm-hmm. there's phishing and then yeah. they place malware on the computer. Yeah. And so they'll, you know, then they'll 
see the email signature, uh, you know, if they're replying to an email and sending it back to the title company, mm -hmm. they'll try and copy the email mm -hmm. signature. They'll create like a mask over the actual email address that the message mm -hmm. is coming from. Mm -hmm. And so when they send their email, it looks like it's from the title company, mm -hmm. but it may have something like every title company you work with will say, beware of wire fraud. Mm -hmm. That's always in their signature. Mm -hmm. But these Scammers will take that out and send a consumer an email back that says, here's your wiring instructions, wire us your down payment. And they'll take that one line out that says, beware of wire fraud. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what to look for, and this is why, you know, anytime I have somebody who's buying or selling, I say, give the escrow officer your information mm -hmm. at closing. Or if mm -hmm. you need to send a wire for your down payment, mm -hmm. like here's the number to call. Don't call something that you found in an email signature. Yeah. Like let's verify that we're talking to the right person and have them verify the the wiring instructions. Yeah, and don't ask for their phone number cuz it was already on the original email because they may reply with a fake phone number. Yeah. I think the other thing that it's really important too is that we just slow down and even look like if you if you put your mouse over the the from a lot of times you'll yes. even see that there's like just one letter off. Yeah. Like instead of a a B, they might have a a six or yeah. something, you know, just encrypting. Yeah. So it at or glance it looks like the same email address that it's not. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, instead of it being like Corey at the meals team.com, which is my email, it could be like Corey Meals at gmail.com. You mm -hmm. know, and then it's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it's coming from a you know, the name. It looks, looks legit. Right, but it's from it, Gmail and it's not mm -hmm. from our domain. So yeah. That's something that you really have to to pay attention to, and mm -hmm. yeah, hover over the the sender's email mm -hmm. address and make sure that it, that it is a legitimate email. Yeah. So because we promised stories, I'll share a couple of stories. Yeah, yeah. So we had a transaction that closed back this summer, and we had notification that there hadn't been a payment made on this account, and it had a payoff request, but still no payment made, and it hadn't been paid off. And this, you know, it'd been like 30 days and we still hadn't received anything. And this was an account that was normally, they normally paid their bills. So it wasn't anything that was flagged. Well, what ended up happening, they sold their house. Right. And they closed at a title company a month before that. And the title company wired friend funds incorrectly. They didn't call it a verify. So the whole security behind calling whoever sent the wiring instructions and verifying the wiring instructions, it goes, I mean, all of us have to do our due diligence. Yes. You know, of course, the title company made it right. They did all the right things. But it was just sad because another scammer won yeah. over just not picking up the phone and making the phone call. It wasn't anybody local, so don't be asking who it was because yeah. it wasn't anybody around here. But and I've seen that with buyers. Right. You know, they go to the title company and the title company asks for the cashier's check, and they're like, "Well, we wired funds," and title company's like, "Um, we don't have funds. We didn't receive right. funds." And that's like their life savings that they've wired. Yeah. To, who knows? Oh, it's where. happened. It's happened at closings multiple times that I've yeah. been at, and it's the saddest, hardest thing to deal with. Right. I mean, what do you do? You you can't. All you can do is file with the FBI. But mm. once it's gone, it's gone. A lot yeah. of they haven't. Not often can they recover those funds. Yeah. So you just have to be careful. Yeah. And that's why I am extremely diligent about making sure our clients know 
don't just send money. Mm-hmm. Like verify where it's going. Absolutely. Maybe even double verify. Like double, double verify. Check. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's one thing to call the person that sent you the wiring instructions, mm-hmm. but then maybe also like ask your agent, hey, is this the right number that I was supposed to call? Is this a fake number? Like mm-hmm. there's there's gonna be some kind of trigger that says, hey, something's not right here. Mm-hmm. And if something just slow down. Yeah. If something seems off, mm-hmm. It probably is. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, yeah. it's not worth gambling and being like, ah, I'm sure it's Mm-mm. okay. Like, yeah. Which is why I think that it's so important that you work with a realtor that you can get a hold of who will answer the phone and answer those questions. Yeah. Because, you know, you may be in a hurry to get that wire sent and you need an answer right away. Right. So, Absolutely. you know, hiring someone somewhere that's just a, you know, just a cheap service, you know, you're saving a little money might cost you a lot of money on the mortgage side. You know, sometimes it's a lot of hassle and I know you've been through this with properties that you've purchased, uploading documentation directly to the lender's website is a procedure for a reason. Right. And it's for safety reasons. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's a hassle. Sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes, you know, you've got to worry about passwords and remembering passwords, but it's for everybody's protection. Right. Um, just be careful. Just slow down. There's it, a f- it could happen to anyone. It could happen to anyone. Yeah. 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 So, Anyways, yeah. we just wanted to do this episode talking about wire fraud, scams, and just things to look out for when you're going through mm-hmm. a real estate transaction. If something seems off, just verify and double yes. check on it. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you all for tuning into mm-hmm. this episode of the Unlocking Doors podcast. Be sure and subscribe to our channel. Share this mm-hmm. with a friend, and mm-hmm. we will catch you on the next episode.